Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Finance Podcast, where we bring you developments from Guernsey's financial services industry. If you haven't listened to some of our previous podcasts already, you can do so on your preferred podcast platform or via the on-demand page at our website, weareguernsey.com. My name is Rosie Alsop. I'm Communications Manager here at Guernsey Finance. We're the agency that promotes the island of Guernsey's specialist financial services in its respective chosen markets under the brand We Are Guernsey. For those of you who aren't familiar with Guernsey, the island is a leading global finance centre of substance, stability and security, committed to the cause of sustainable finance as a member of several United Nations environment initiatives and having been proactive in developing sustainable products and services. Today, we're talking about South Africa and why Guernsey is the jurisdiction of choice for many South Africans in the investment funds and private wealth space. Guernsey has for many years enjoyed synergies with South Africa and in 2021 is looking to further develop that relationship. There are already 28 registered South African-based companies operating in the island, including Investec, Ned Group and FMB Bank. Guernsey's long been regarded as a leading financial services market for South Africa in investment funds and private wealth. Guernsey Finance has just appointed its first dedicated representative in the country, Grant McLeod, who's one of my guests today. Grant's spent more than 20 years in financial services in South Africa, particularly in private wealth, with companies including Ashburton and Barclays Private Wealth. He will look to build on significant developments made by Guernsey in South Africa over the past few years in areas including investment funds and private wealth through open-ended fund structures, trusts, pensions and other vehicles. My other guest on today's podcast is Christopher Jehan. Christopher was in South Africa 12 months ago before the pandemic, where he was a speaker at Guernsey Finance's South Africa Roadshow. He was talking about the benefits of Guernsey Investment Fund Services, structures and how Guernsey domiciled funds can be distributed across the globe to asset managers and investors. Christopher will be telling us more about key aspects of funds in the region, open-ended fund structures, private equity and offshore life branches. Welcome Grant and Christopher. Hi Rosie. Hi Rosie. So if I can start with Grant, tell me more about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Rosie, for the intro. Um, yeah, I was born in Johannesburg, South Africa, uh, schooled both in South Africa at St. Cillian's College in Randburg and in the UK at York High School in Croxley Green. Um, I completed my accounting articles specialising in corporate turnaround uh, in Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, I'm also a certified financial planner and forensic examiner. I have two beautiful children and I will spend my time working between Cape Town, Durban, and Johannesburg. I'm passionate about Africa and South Africa and the outdoors. I love sport and as a typical South African who has been brought up on a diet of braai or barbecue, as you guys would know it, cricket and rugby. Uh, We also enjoy wine tasting here on the many beautiful wine farms of the Western Cape. I started working in the financial services industry in South Africa back in 1998 as an international portfolio manager. It was the time of the Asian contagion, emerging market crisis, and the start of the dot-com boom. Many institutional clients were persuaded to move to tech opportunities away from the value of and the broader market. 
I was managing multi-asset class global portfolios and investing for clients in unit trusts actually based in Guernsey, which were able to weather the volatility during these difficult times, largely due to diversification and solid global jurisdictional choices. Uh, it was also a time when we had to navigate global markets during the extreme volatility of the RAND, when it hit 20 RAND to the pound back in 2001. We then faced September the 11th, 2001, and then 10 years followed of, in fact, RAND appreciation um, in the region of 30% when the RAND strengthened over that 10-year period to 14 RAND to the pound. The RAND has always been vulnerable because of its liquidity and emerging market status. Many South Africans panicked and moved RANDs internationally at the worst possible time. Advisors really earned their stripes at this time, limiting their clients' global exposure when the RAND was so expensive. It was so expensive. We've seen COVID now dominate the investment landscape and a very narrow opportunity existing predominantly in the tech space. Guernsey has a continued prominent role to play in attracting international money from South Africa and providing a stable, secure environment in often volatile times. So Grant, can you explain a bit about the financial landscape at the moment in South Africa? Yeah, sure, uh, Rosie. Um, our South African equity markets have not performed well in the last five years and have underperforming South African cash. This has in fact increased the offshore flows despite the RAND sitting at the 20 to 23 RAND mark to the pound over the last 12 months. Our saving grace here really in South Africa has been low interest rates, which have allowed South Africans to absorb some of the financial shock of COVID. The 5 million South African taxpayers, representing less than 10% of the population, continue to shoulder the tax burden here in South Africa. With regard to asset externalization, we've seen um, a pickup from 200,000 Rand back in the late uh, 90s to a situation now where South African is able to take out a million rand as an annual travel allowance and 10 million rand discretionary allowance. So global investing is no longer limited for the majority of South African investors. Global investing has historically been about a safe nest egg overseas for South Africans. Now global investing is integrated investing and part of a client's total portfolio strategy with the accessibility of international investment options and the relaxation of exchange control. Guernsey is well positioned to benefit from fund inflows from South African investors. So why is Guernsey such an important jurisdiction for South Africans? Well, during, during the turbulent times and in my private wealth career, Guernsey has played and will continue to play a key role in global private wealth management for South African corporate and private clients. And the reason for this is really Guernsey is English speaking compared with some other jurisdictions such as Mauritius. Um, there's very little time difference between Guernsey and South Africa. One, one hour behind in UK summer and two hours behind in UK winter. Um, Guernsey also offers more flexibility um, with regard to employment uh, with greater or fewer hiring and accommodation restrictions than some other jurisdictions. Um, but in a nutshell, Guernsey is a safe jurisdiction for investing. 
Um, it's more than 800 years. It's been a constitutional, it's been constitutionally independent. Um, it's a crown dependency. It's, it's self-governed and self-funding jurisdiction. So it's been able to provide stability, certainty, and continuity. Um, it's a secure jurisdiction as well. It's a recent Standard & Poor's uh, rating has been assigned to Guernsey of AA negative, meaning it, is a very, it has a very strong capacity to meet its financial commitments. It's also a stable jurisdiction of substance. Jurisdictional reputation and substance are increasingly important for private wealth clients. Guernsey has a tradition of providing specialist private wealth management services and it has been an international finance center for more than 50 years. It, therefore, it has the breadth and depth of expertise across the whole spectrum of financial services to demonstrate substance. Additionally, Guernsey is whitelisted as opposed to blacklisted by the OECD and is compliant with 48 out of 49 Financial Action Task Force. FATFA recommendations. Guernsey is also tax neutral. Uh, its, its, its local legislature um, determines local laws, including those relating to taxation. Guernsey offers a tax neutral regime with a zero tax for corporate entities no cap and no capital or inheritance taxes. So let's talk about the types of structures that exist in Guernsey that are of interest for South Africans who are interested. Uh, Grant, can you explain? Yeah, thanks, Rosie. If I look back on my career, um, I regularly use tried and tested Guernsey-based solutions to meet the private wealth needs of my clients over many years. Um, the first structure I looked at was diversification into protected sell companies to invest in UK commercial and residential properties. Um, Guernsey introduced the world's first protected sell company in 1997 and has continued to innovate with the introduction of the incorporated sell company in 2016. Um, the use of international savings plans uh, in Guernsey has become more prevalent um, under section what is called 40 double E. As the offshore allowance has increased for South Africans over the years, They've been able to contribute more international funds to these structures with excellent tax and succession benefits. The assets within the fund are free from income tax and capital gains tax because they are held in a Guernsey retirement fund. The plan is also highly flexible and unlike a pension scheme, there is no actuary to prescribe how much a member is permitted to withdraw. The member attains full access to the funds between the age of 50 and 75. Prior to the age of 50, a loan of up to 50% of the fund value is also permitted. And if you, to do a, a comparison with the other pension providers in the likes of Malta, Isle of Man, Guernsey and Jersey, um, you'll find that Jersey has no scheme and pension provider regulation. It is also not a member of the International Organization of Pension Fund Supervisors, unlike Guernsey. Guernsey also has double the number of pension providers, administrators at 96th to its closest competitor, competitor, which is in fact the Isle of Man, which is second with 48. Also, thankfully, the cost and the fee structures of these plans have reduced significantly over time. So these solutions are available from about 50,000 pounds to your typical South African investor. The third um, structure or solution that um, is commonly used by South Africans is the offshore trust. 
Guernsey has a long-established tradition of providing specialist wealth management services for sophisticated clients and their families. Guernsey is home to nearly 150 regulated trust companies, ranging from bank-owned institutions to local boutiques, and the diversity, breadth, and depth of their expertise in the island provides international clients with a one-stop shop for wealth management. Guernsey practitioners pride themselves in their ability to cater for the holistic requirements of their clients, to fulfill financial, philanthropic, and familial needs. Guernsey is also equally committed to international standards of transparency and our clients' right to privacy. Guernsey is compliant with a high standard of tax transparency, anti-money laundering, and combating the financing of terrorism. The island was in fact an early adopter of common reporting standards and made its first report back in 2017. Also in 2017, Guernsey introduced a central register of beneficial ownership of legal entities incorporated and created in Guernsey. However, we do also respect an individual's right to privacy in Guernsey. Guernsey's central register of beneficial ownership is not public. Access is only granted to competent authorities such as law enforcement, tax authorities, and other regulatory bodies, and only where there is an interest in the data, and that interest is legitimate. Comparing Guernsey with other jurisdictions, uh, Guernsey consistently scores highly when compared with the offshore trust law jurisdictions such as BVR, Cayman, and, and Jersey. In, in South Africa, funnily enough, previous opportunities have been closed with the deemed interest provisions uh, with regards to trusts. However, irrevocable discretionary trusts still have a place in global structuring. If you would like to learn more about the benefits of establishing a protected cell company, irrevocable trusts, and a 40WE pension plan, then please let me know and I would be happy to introduce you to our Guernsey industry of professionals that are experts in these diff different types of structures. In summary, we live in a different offshore investment world now, and Guernsey is transparent but private with an adherence to international standards. South Africa can invest, South Africans can invest in Guernsey in the confidence of knowing that their money is in safe hands. Thanks, Grant. Moving on to funds now, and our next guest is Christopher Jehan. Christopher is a consultant and non-executive director in Guernsey. In 2016, he founded Midshore Consulting, where he is a director of both the Guernsey and Florida companies, following a 22-year career with the Investec Group. Prior to leaving Investec, he was technical director for Investec Asset Management in Guernsey and general representative of the Guernsey branch of Investec Assurance Limited. Christopher is chair of the Guernsey Investment and Funds Association and president of the Guernsey branch of the Chartered Institute for Securities and Investment. He sits on numerous other industry committees, including the Council of the Guernsey International Business Association, Marketing Development Committee of the Guernsey International Insurance Association and the Channel Islands Committee of the Association of Investment Companies. He's also chair of the GIIA Life Sector Working Group. Christopher joined the board of Guernsey Finance in January 2021. 
So, Christopher, you were in the region 12 months ago. You were talking about the benefits of Guernsey Investment Fund services, structures, and how Guernsey domiciled funds can be distributed across the globe to asset managers and investors. How was that received? Thank you, Rosie. Um, I would say, as always, it was very well received. When we go to South Africa, we always get a good audience, a very receptive audience. Um, I would say South African fund professionals uh, want to learn more about the type of offering that we have in Guernsey to be better informed, to better advise their clients as to where to place investment funds. And we always take with us a, a well-rounded team of professionals with various backgrounds, typically uh, tax or accounting, fund administration. We normally bring a lawyer. And realistically, we, you know, we want to give as much information as possible in a, in a, uh, in a half-hour presentation. Um, with regard to the, the uh, Guernsey domicile fund selling across the globe, um, this is quite often given as information to say, if you put a fund in Guernsey, it's not just about selling it back in South Africa. It's about being able to open yourselves up to a more global marketplace and actually sell in many parts of the world that maybe certain other jurisdictions can't reach. So informing our audience about that is always important. Uh, there's always questions afterwards. And, you know, we also follow up on an ongoing basis. So it's not just about that visit 12 months ago. We'll be following up with a number of those firms ever since, keeping them informed about what we're offering and how it's evolving. What have we learned about the region since then? Well, I think certainly um, South Africa is quite a unique uh, situation. And um, a short while ago, a group of us sat, sat down to, to work out whether there was any other jurisdiction we deal with, which is quite like South Africa. And the answer is no. Um, I'm sure that our audience would be aware it's a mixture of a, a very highly regulated jurisdiction. And in fact, South Africa is the, the only African country that is recognised by uh, the Guernsey regulator and many other international regulators as being a low-risk jurisdiction. Um, conversely, while there's a high level of regulation, there's also a fairly high level of political corruption and uh, corruption in, in other areas. Um, and also, of course, there's the, the feeling that regardless of the exchange rates, um, clients want to get their money out of the RAND into hard currency like dollars, sterling, euros. And this is why they use international products like those available in Guernsey. And while South Africa has now uh, introduced non-South African RAND uh, denominated funds within the country, the take-up of these is still, still minimal because whilst, yes, that is investing in hard currency, it's still investing in a hard currency in a vehicle domiciled within the country. So can you explain some of the key aspects about funds in the region? Yes, realistically, in South Africa, we can break funds down into, into three components, two of which are regulated and one of which is unregulated. Um, on the regulated side, we've got the, the sort of traditional unit trust funds, uh, open-ended funds, um, equities, bonds, money market funds, typically investing in South Africa, typically investing in RAND-based investments. But there are some that invest outside the country. Um, alongside that, you've got the hedge funds, which until a few years ago were completely unregulated. Now, 
uh, are almost regulated in a bifurcated fashion. So you've got the South African uh, retail hedge fund, which is almost regulated in the same fashion as a traditional uh, equity or bond fund, as opposed to the more institutional type hedge fund with a much lighter touch regulation to it, because its, um, its investors come from a, a much more uh, sophisticated knowledge base. Um, and then alongside that, we've got the very unregulated, almost nascent part of the industry, uh, which is the private equity and venture capital part of the, the industry. Um, and a lot of the firms there are, are quite nascent, have not made their first steps into the international markets yet. So that's what we're probably going to see over time. It's going to be that um, development in the private equity with more firms no longer launching just domestic products, but launching international products and making their first steps into the international market and into global distribution of those types of products. There's also great opportunities for South Africans with regard to open-ended funds and private equity. Can you tell me more? Certainly. Um, if I tackle the open-ended funds first, uh, typically for uh, from Guernsey, we'd launch a, a Class B authorised scheme, which is a, an open-ended scheme that can be a retail scheme, and that's how we actually design it when it's selling into the South African market. Um, an awful lot of these schemes that have been launched over the years have been launched by South African investment managers and then registered to sell back in South Africa. So it's a way of South African investment manager launching what is a relatively cheap product products um, in a well-domiciled, I'm sorry, in a well-regulated domicile like Guernsey um, to sell back into their market. And the, the uh, Guernsey regulator and the South African regulator speak on a regular basis. The South African regulator is very used to seeing these Guernsey B schemes coming through for registration to sell back into South Africa. So, it's a, a very well-known product, which has been used for, for a lot of years. And um, I think realistically, probably the, the oldest Guernsey B schemes still selling in South Africa date from the 90s. Um, moving more to the private equity side, that's probably where we're going to see uh, even more growth in coming years. Because at the moment, a lot of those small South African private equity houses um, are investing in South African private equity um companies investments and what we'll probably see happen to to turn them more towards the international market is firstly they'll extend their investment reach from being purely south africa to pan africa so further across sub-saharan africa east africa and so on um, and then they'll want to turn towards an international client base and for that you need to choose a, an offshore domicile and guernsey hits all the right sweet spots. It's got a very good history in private equity. It's a leading jurisdiction for private equity fund administration. A number of um, of African investing private equity houses like 91, which was Investec Asset Management, or Development Partners International have chosen to use Guernsey as their African private equity domicile. And unlike other jurisdictions that may have been used traditionally, we have that veneer of quality uh, about us, uh, uh, which has already been discussed today. So, you know, we are where we are for tax transparency, um, anti-money laundering and so on. And unlike other jurisdictions, therefore, we don't end up on the sort of blacklist that may hamper distribution of the private equity products set up here in other markets. So 
Realistically, Guernsey hits the sweet spot for both the open-ended side, providing a cost-efficient product, um, but a quality product alongside our private equity offering with a very deep understanding of global private equity, so not just the region, but global, um, and a specialism that's grown up here in the last 25 years. And Offshore Life Branch too, tell me more about that. Certainly. Um, so, because of the way that the South African um, Insurance Act is written, and previous to that, the the, the old Long Term Insurance Act, um, the uh, offering to South African investors of um, retail long term um, insurance products that ultimately invest typically back into funds and so on has to be done by a South African company. However, uh, the way that we deal with that to make it offshore is it is a South African company, but we create, create an offshore branch, typically in Guernsey, although they have been done in other jurisdictions in the past. Um, and that branch then offers dollar, sterling, euro, maybe other currency life products to South African investors. So it's still the South African life company, but it's an offshore branch that's doing this. And this is, again, a very well-trodden path. Uh, the latest uh, offshore life branch to be established in Guernsey was about uh, was within the last 18 months, certainly. Um, I know there are other inquiries going on at the moment. Uh, and Guernsey actually offers uh, effectively one domicile for two vehicles because uh, a fund house with an associated life company can actually put their funds in Guernsey and then alongside that can put their their platform, their life platform and their offshore life branch here as well and effectively run that all in one domicile without having to worry about being in multiple jurisdictions. So really, really for both the funds and the offshore life branch, Guernsey is a one-stop shop. Thank you. So there you have it. Guernsey is the jurisdiction of choice for many South Africans who are looking to externalise their assets or who are looking to capitalise on the many benefits of doing business here. Guernsey's key strengths of security, stability and substance have resonated really strongly in South Africa on the visits we've made in the past few years. It's clear that Guernsey is now a key jurisdiction for wealth managers in South Africa, for trusts, pensions and other corporate structures. Grant will give the South African market a more consistent Guernsey presence and ensure that Guernsey solutions remain front of mind for clients and their advisors. I'd like to thank my guests, Grant McLeod and Christopher Jehan, for their insights today. And thanks also to you for tuning in. To find out more about Guernsey and its specialist financial services sector, head over to our website at weareguernsey.com. To listen to more podcasts of this nature, check out the We Are Guernsey podcast on your preferred podcast platform. Until then, it's goodbye from Guernsey.